Hello guys and gals and welcome to episode 63 of the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon. Go ahead. Hello people of all gender expressions. Yes. Why that? 2018. That's why. Okay. Yeah. We've got to be open. We got to be open. And we're open for business here on our 63rd episode. How you guys doing? It's been a short amount of time, but we're happy to be back with you and a uh, lot to pick up on. Yeah, we catch up on. Yeah, we, we're going to pick it up. Yes. And put it down. We've been uh, away for a couple weeks. A little MIA ish. And our last recording was nothing but Spider Man. Yeah, and how fitting. Right, because we have a whole spoiler full review of. The Spider-Man villain without Spider-Man. Yes. Venom. And since it has been a good little time since we last recorded, a lot of stuff to catch up on uh, across all our platforms, video games, TV shows, movies, trailers. And a lot of trailers. New games, yeah. uh, new games to come. Uh, we'll break it all down here in a moment. But before we do that, fake sponsor time. We've got a couple of fake sponsors for you guys. Uh, please give them a listen and we will be right back with you. Methamphetamine use can often leave people broke and unable to make smart financial decisions. Hello, I'm Ron Stenson. I am certified in financial planning and I'm a professional methamphetamine user, which makes me the only certified methematician in the United States. I want to change the perception that meth users are financially irresponsible. That's why I created a firm that educates people about how to properly budget for methamphetamine purchases. It's called Do The Meth. My staff and I take a math-based approach to meth, helping our clients successfully keep their finances in balance while ingesting that sweet, sweet science into their bodies. Strung out as they may be, you'll never hear our clients saying, Where's my fucking money, Denny? Because their money will be properly accounted for. So, before you light up, call our toll-free number at one 888 for a complimentary consultation and to learn how our services can help you. That's 1-888-436-6384. Here at Do The Meth, we encourage you to do the math before you do the meth. Thank you. Hey, I think we can all agree, nothing's more badass than being Jewish. Except for riding a dirt bike. Am I right? Am I right? That's why I put the two together. Hey, I'm Harold Armstrongenberg, Jewish dirt bike riding badass. And the owner of Yamakas and Yamahas, the only place that sells religious hardware and dirt bikes. We got everything you need, including Jewish Bibles, helmets in the shape of yarmulkes, yarmulkes in the shape of helmets, and candles. You know, the ones that we light on our version of Christmas. So you can tear up the road and read the Torah at the same time. We got the cheapest prices around, so don't go trying to haggle us. We're Jewish after all. Visit yarmulkesandyamahas.com today, and you can come in and see our pristine new showroom. We're located right next to the Jewish same-sex nightclub, Oi Gay, in Salt Lake City, Utah. So before we get into our full spoiler review of Venom, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. As we mentioned before, a lot of movies, video games, TV stuff to talk about. A lot of trailers have come out. So let's just kind of hit beat by beat. What What's on the horizon uh, that is that is either recently come out or about to come out? Yeah, where should we start? 
You want to do video games? We do want to do video games. And, and I, I, you know, video games are on my mind because I just finished Spider-Man. Right, which was we were just getting into the last time we recorded, and you were just a few hours in. I had played it a little bit too. So catch us up. So I am done with it, and I have not 100%ed it, but I am very close. Now, when you say you're done with it, are you done storyline, or are you done just playing it like you put I, the I'm controller done story, down? I'm done with storyline, side missions, and all of that. There's just a, you know, a few random crimes that come up, and I have not hit all of those. Sure. But I love this game. You this really game got is, into it, it sounds I like. I really did. Cool. This game is one of the games that it starts off good and then ends great. Awesome. It's It reminds me of uh, God of War in that sense, where when God of War starts, when you start playing it, you're like, this is a good video game. This is like, I, I like this. And then as you continue and you progress and the leveling system makes you uh, stronger and have different abilities, then it just becomes so much more fun to play as well as when the, the storyline plays out. And that's the case here in Spider-Man. This, this is one of the better games of the year. I don't think it's God of War level, but it's a different type of game but it's really good. Awesome. I'm really glad to hear that. I think, you know, we had mentioned a few months back when I was looking for something to play. Uh, you said, hey, borrow my PS4. I'm done with God of War, and I just never really took you up on it. I think this game is probably more to my... You're more likely to pick this one up? If yeah. I was to say, hey, you know, let me take you up on that offer if you're not playing anything right now on your uh, on your PS4, because it, it just it speaks to me, you know? And watching the first few hours, I'm like, okay, cool. What I liked about it, just from my, what I noticed, and I, I know I didn't play the whole game, but maybe you can speak to this, it seemed to me like you spend a reasonable amount of time, maybe a small amount, I don't know, in the scope of things, not only as Spider-Man, but Peter Parker as well. And Mary Jane. And I like seeing that duality. And uh, Miles Morales. So you, you actually yes. get to play, I hope that's not too much of a spoiler, no, but you no. actually get People to play, play now. as all of them. That's rad. And it doesn't feel, it doesn't make the game feel disjointed. It's actually a break. It's cohesive. It is. Because they all they all play slightly differently. I mean, both Miles and Mary Jane are both obviously powerless at this point. Um, and so you, you're you're just playing stealth missions, but they're toned down versions of what you play when you're Spider-Man. Right. And, and it takes you out of the repetitiveness of whatever you might feel w- when you're playing as Spider-Man. And it takes you into a different like mode of playing. Yeah. And then there is one level in particular where you play as Mary Jane, but you are aided by Spider-Man in this. Who is Arena. an AI at that point? Yeah, sort of. But you're uh, you're sneaking around, and to get rid of guys because you don't have a weapon as Mary Jane in this particular case I'm talking about. But you have Spider-Man sneaking around, so you kind of like point people out and say, "Take him out," and then you just oh cool, phew, you just see him be wing- yeah zip lined up to the ceiling or something like that. It's super cool. That's right. I actually really liked it. So, but ultimately, obviously, the star of the show is Spider-Man, and the gameplay for him. Not only in just swinging around the city is super fun, but the fighting is seamless to to, to the traversal, and it, it everything with the story fits well together, but has that space apart to make you want to still do all of the side missions. That's right. And so it's that perfect pacing. And you're collecting game. suits as you go, so that's his yep. own reward. That's what, what that's was your favorite fun. one so far? Oh man, I do like the noir suit, but. Yeah. Um, you know, you know. I will say what's disappointing. No Venom suit. Really? No, no Black Spider. But I heard in a separate podcast. Probably doing one of the DLC. guys who was. Yes, exactly. Yeah. One of the guys who that, the one uh, had a part want. in making this. He was a producer, or writer, or something like that. Purposely withheld. And he specifically said, 
yes, I know Venom's not in there, and it was done on purpose. That clearly leads to a and, little, yeah. hey, let's squeeze a little more uh, blood out of this turnip. You know, you already paid your 60 bucks, but it might be worth it for well, some people. And I'll be, I'll be honest, like, I paid 60 bucks for this game, and I absolutely loved it, and I will happily pay another... Ten so to you're not thirty dollars. Grudgingly, like sometimes you have to do with other games, yeah. just to get what you really want. Like I, honestly, if the DLC was out right now, I would go buy it. When so is I it? Does it have a release date? I don't know. I don't. Sometime I haven't looked soon. into it, but no, I don't think so. Now it's okay. You're not going to spoil this for our listeners, because yeah, video games are hard to spoil, in my opinion. Other than just giving away major plot lines, are there superhero team ups, or are you just purely? Not really. Okay, so no, like Iron Man, no Daredevil, no. No. Uh-huh. No, see, none of that. I, I would have liked that. You you get to see, uh, like the Wakandan embassy, and you get to see the Avengers Tower. Sure, but there's no actual other superheroes in the. In but the game. I think that's cool too, to some degree. As much as I would have liked that, it really just says, "Hey, Spider Man's our main focus." Right. They do make, like you know, through the just dialogue throughout the the game and the storyline, and just some of the extra little pieces of dialogue while he's swinging around or maybe when he goes and sees uh, Avengers Tower it it triggers these little dialogue lines and one of them was something about the Avengers are on the west coast right now. Oh okay. And and I As was to like why they're not. I was like okay that's kind of clever because it you know one can say okay it's a video game so I'll I'll let that slide that there's no other heroes around right now. Yeah. But at least he acknowledges why yeah. he's the only hero in the city right now. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of one of my complaints, not to get on too much of a uh, a side topic here, about Spider-Man Homecoming. I was like, there's an awful lot of Iron Man in a Spider-Man movie. and almost took away from Spider-Man a little bit. Okay. I mean, think back to the poster. Who's even more prominently featured on the poster? I get it, because the selling point, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., people are going to want to see it. Was but, he really? I can't think of the poster. Like, pull it up next time you get a chance. He, he is more prominently featured. Hmm. In fact, Reddit had fun. They made all the characters on the poster. <laughs> different Robert versions of, Jr. <laughs> yeah, of Tony Stark and whatnot. Anyways, so I guess the only fair uh, yeah. question to ask is, how would you rate it? Just you, a gamer, not a professional reviewer. You know, out of 100, I would say Spider-Man is like a 93. That's rad. Yeah. So it's an A student. It's it's definitely an A student. Yeah, I, I do intend to play that uh, and, one yeah, way or another. Yeah, and, and at the beginning of the game, I would have put it like, ah, oh, this is a good game. 80s. Yeah, but as you continue, it just gets better. So I, I got to hand it to that game. Um, anyway, that's a lot on Spider-Man. So some of the next games that we might be able to play uh, in between all the you know the multiplayer games, some strong story games have come out in the past week or two. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, yeah. and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, where you can be a Spartan. Yeah, and both are out right now. And getting really good reviews from the yeah. places I look for for my reviews. And I have to admit, I'm. They're getting good reviews, but I'm I'm like, is some are people buying them right now? Probably not big sellers. Because I feel like people are still talking about Spider Man, and maybe that's just because that's where my mind is because I'm playing it. Yeah, but, but Spider Man doesn't. To, ca- Sp- sorry, let me uh, yeah. say a Spider Man game doesn't come out every year. Not that Tomb Raider does per se, that's, but Assassin's yeah, Creed true. is back on the yearly train. Would yeah, they only skipped one year. Two years ago, because they had Origins exactly. last year. Yeah, so I. I don't know I, I hear if I'm going to be like spending money, but when those get discounted, you know, down to 40, 30 yep. bucks, something like that, which won't take long because we know how, you know, it's such a revolving door. I might pick up uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It, I've watched some, like maybe the first hour or so of gameplay on different YouTube channels. Yeah. It's a beautiful game. Does she just get brutally killed continuously when you screw up? Oh, yeah. Like, like in the game before? It's kind of like a signature now. Yeah. Ever so- and my understanding, this is the last... 
uh, time that it's a um, a Square Enix game. As far as like this is the what? last of the somebody th- else take taking the reins. I that's just what I heard. I don't know if that's valid or not. But it's the last of these three. You know, I did there not was, know that. There was of course the reboot, and then there was Rise of the Tomb Raider, and then Shadow, and then now Shadow. Not Shadow the Synopsis. That's coming later. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, it's going to be about Tomb Raider, just to let you know. Okay. All right, cool. I'll, I'll try to act surprised. Yeah, please. So I think I'm going to pick that up when the time's right, because I'm kind of in the need for just a uh, uh, a story game Yeah. until three weeks from now at the time of this recording when uh, Red Dead comes out. By the way, I pre-ordered it. I did too. special Today. edition. Oh, Actually, let's do oh, it. Oh, did you? We nice. just high five. Yeah. Wait, did you did the special edition, huh? Yeah, there's ultimate for the hundred dollar one. Uh-huh. There's and the special, regular. which is eighty. Yes. And I had a seventy dollar gift card, so essentially I'm just okay. paying fifteen bucks so after tax. I looked it up and I was like, I can't okay, tell what am I paying? All what for? is what? Right. And I, I was looking up and it was like, okay, you get well, okay, so when you pre order you get a horse. Eh. Like a a faster, faster than normal horse. horse. Yeah. Uh, some multiplayer enhancements, but I don't know uh, how much that's gonna matter to okay. me because I'm really more interested in the story. Okay. The multiplayer is going to be rad, don't get me wrong. But, but then, then, oh no, and then... Uh, there's the... GTA Five Cash, apparently. Really? Yeah, so, okay. I mean, it is rock... You know, this is the first game they put out since GTA Five. I know, which is crazy. It's crazy how much of their focus is on this game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, it shows, I would say, more how much focus was on GTA. <laughs> that could be equally because, true. Because it just got so popular that they were like, why would we make anything else when this thing is in the top 10 every single week? Since, what, like 2000? Yeah. So, so they're just going to keep throwing content out for that. Yeah, those servers must be crazy busy. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. I, obviously, I'm going to pick that up day one and want to get think, going though, and playing it. Not to say that I can't also, at some point, when I'm looking to get a, a cheaper story-based game, pick up a Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And then, you know, it can be a great you know gift that keeps giving. I give yeah. it to you, you pass it on to someone else, and on it goes. Yeah, and so... But I'm, I might buy it myself, though. Yeah. Because it, now that Spider-Man's done yeah. like i i have overwatch which is like my online one that's yeah, what that's i always like go back to, to you just pop in pop out same right. here and but i like having a story driven game that when as I do feel i like i feel like i'm missing one right now i'm pretty much finished with far cry 5 as much as i wanted to be yeah you played that a lot through and through yeah and then i picked up just like on a bargain bin uh, deal last year's evil within 2 couldn't get into it it's just yeah, yeah. i couldn't get into it and the first so time. i'm just looking for something to play story based and I think that might be it. In yeah. addition to Red Dead Two, which, by the way, do you see they re- they've released plenty of new footage on the game too, both uh, cinematic and gameplay, as it's you know heading into its final few weeks of uh, of press. Mm-hmm. And also, the story came out that it's a hundred and five gigabyte install. Yeah, Y'all ready for what this? What is that? It's a huge immersive open world game with awesome graphics. You, hopefully, you, you, I, hopefully no loading you... times though. Oh, that or nice. short loading times as a result of that install. Yeah. Well, I I doubt they have any loading time. Well, maybe even between cinematics and stuff like that. Maybe but, yeah. It's not but like I mean, it's it's one of those kind like of that. opening open worlds. It's not like a Fallout where you walk. You know, you oh, open a door. That's and, November, right? Sorry to yeah. Train jump. November twenty something. We'll deal with you November in a few weeks. We're only in October. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot I on the horizon. The, uh, speaking of which, are you at all interested in uh, this coming week's release of Black Ops Four? I mean. No. So like there's certain games like Assassin's Creed, like Shadow of the Tomb Raider, like whatever Call of Duty comes out every year where I, I want to play it so that I can just experience it. Yeah. But I'm not like super excited about it. Well, I was excited to get back on the on the Call of Duty train a little bit last year because the story looked awesome. And this year, what doesn't it have? 
a story, no story. A, a campaign. Right. And I just feel like it's just going to be Fortnite with yeah. re, uh, Call of Duty skins. And yeah, so I'm, I'm absolutely I'm not, here not for that. going to purchase it. Yeah. I am. I would like to play it. I, I, I am curious to see how it plays online, especially the battle royal portion. Yeah. Um, and, and I hear it's actually really fun. Yeah. From the people who got the early access. Sure. But and they they I apparently you know it's it feels like a Call of Duty game and it doesn't feel like a copy of something well, that we've seen them before. If that's the case. Yeah, it's just not a purchase for me. So yeah, any given year I might be interested, just not this year. This is like this is always the time where I start to think about okay, should I should I just go rent these games? Should I buy these games? Should I start up my gameplay again? I, you know, I always have that battle in my head. I I feel you because basically, how else are you going to get this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Without having to spend sixty dollars. Yeah. Piece, but. Whether you buy it digital or hard copy. Anyway, okay, so that's a lot about video games. That's a lot about video games. But we have a lot of other stuff coming out. Yeah. Let's kick into like TV. Yes. Uh we saw most importantly, I think, for me, uh-huh. um, upcoming wise, October nineteenth, uh, season three of Daredevil. Oh god, those trailers look amazing. They they're doing it for me. And Daredevil, out of all the you know, I feel like the how should I say, the M. NU, the Marvel Netflix universe. It's not the MCU because sure. it's not cinematic. I feel like as a whole, it's losing steam a little bit from yes. the time it started to now, especially well, after... the last Jessica Jones just kind of just fell flat on its face. Yeah. The Defenders before that was pretty bad. Dog shit. Yeah, pretty bad. Um, Luke Cage is still good. For the most part, season two was good. And we and if you want to know more of our opinions, go back to our archives and check out that full spoiler episode. And I am <laughs> almost finished with Iron Fist season two. It's getting better, by the way. I mean, it had okay. nowhere to go but up after the first sure. season, let's be honest. The, the, I, I have not watched a single episode of that, but from the trailer, it looks a lot better. It, it looks like they learned it's better. from it's their not mistakes. Great. I wouldn't even say it's good necessarily because really? I haven't finished it all, but it's better. Uh, okay. But uh, season three of Daredevil, he's my favorite of the standalone so far. I yeah. think I know you probably like Luke Cage maybe a little bit more. I, but I, I do. But Daredevil is awesome. And I think Daredevil season two got bogged down with just too many moving parts. Not only introducing Punisher, who was a great addition, uh, Daredevil's own struggles. And then the hand, ever since the hand's been done in defenders, I feel like it's getting a little better as a whole. Cause they don't have to deal with just like generic mysticism yeah, and bad a bunch guys. Of foot soldiers kind of thing. It, essentially the foot clan, <laughs> if you will. Well, to be fair, the hand came first. The foot was actually a copy they should team of up. the hand. Yeah. From the uh, Ninja Turtles. Anyway. And, this will have to at least answer for the very end of Defenders. If you remember, you know, mm-hmm. Daredevil basically sacrifices himself when the cave implodes or whatever. Shows how much I remember Defenders. But he wakes up, you know, in the hospital. Or not the hospital, the, the nun church. You know, The nun church? The nun church. It's where they grow nuns. <laughs> I, I obviously am at a loss for words. But that ties into that whole great uh, Daredevil story from the comics. Uh, you know... When, uh, I'm not all that familiar with Daredevil comics. I mean, so he's, a, he's a B up. player. Uh, I'm forgetting the name, but our listeners will know, I'm sure. All that to say is he was assumed dead by all the others. Uh-huh. And so they're going to have to at least account for that as to how he's back. But I thought one of the best villains out of all the standalone seasons has been, aside from Purple Man, obviously, but uh, Wilson Fisk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's back. And yes. I'm excited and for that. And he seems more his regular yes fisk self because in in season one where they originally introduced him he seemed like a unique version of fisk but almost like this uh one without self-confidence and right it's like he he was well he strong, still had daddy issues too yeah and this one they touch he, he looks ironed out like you know he's a man on a mission he's getting out of prison he obviously works worked the system like he does right and he's got a purpose 
And of course, what's his biggest obstacle? I didn't catch on to the. I mean, the trailer made it very obvious that he knows Daredevil's real yes, identity. Did. I don't remember when that happened in the series. At some point, or he had unless to. it happens in the next series, I don't. That's quite true. Recall either I, I don't quite recall, but I'm I'm excited for that dynamic. Yeah. I always like when you know the the bad guy gets the drop yeah. on uh, you know the good doers' uh, true identity. So that comes anyway. out October nineteenth, and I am really excited for that. Other TV that's to come. You've been watching Oza, Ozark, right? Or did yeah, you I finished finish season two. See, I would, I, uh, I would recommend it. It's not like a must-watch. Was it better or worse than the first season, or on par? It's just a step behind, in my opinion. See, I, I, I didn't mind the first season, but I didn't really get into it when there's a whole bunch of TV shows that are. I, I basically just watched it for in. Jason Bateman. He, he is good as that role. Yeah. The, the accessory characters, eh, just not on par. For me, but it was a good season. Okay, and it's worth a watch. I like the way it ended for sure. Uh, unlike the first season, wasn't like a, you know shotgun and a, a lieutenant in the cartel like that kind of shock factor. Right. But it's going in a unique place for okay. sure. So and it I, pro- it's probably pointing itself into a kind of like shit's getting worse. Like how are People we going to get out of this? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would recommend checking it out. I One might. thing that I tried to check out and I just couldn't bring myself to finish was Disenchanted. Oh, you never finished it. Is it Disenchanted or Disenchantment? Disenchant. Did. 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 Yeah, I think so. It's got a Ted on the end. I, I finished that. I actually. I couldn't do I actually it, bro. powered through it. See, that's what it there would seem s- like to me. Well, there are there are certain episodes that I think are really good, and they're just sporadic through. Like the episode one, I actually liked, and then there was like a few others as you go through, and you're like, "This is." Oh no, it was episode two. I think that was really funny. And then, anyway, a few more throughout where you're like, wow, this is a really good, funny show. Like, those funny, memorable Simpsons-type episodes. Yeah. But then most of the others were just kind of bland. And you're like, why am I watching this? What's the point of it? Well, that's the thing. Because then I think there's other things I'd rather be watching that aren't quite as arduous and not quite that's kind of how I feel about, you know, something like Ozark or something. Well, I maybe someday I'll finish it. I just... When season two gets announced, I couldn't picture myself really interested based on where I'm at now. Right. Um, so that's kind of that for TV. Yeah. And then we have some S- movies. Some movies. There's uh, We just, like we said at the top, we just saw Venom. We're going to get into a spoiler review on it in a few minutes. But uh, another movie that's coming out this month, and I know you're not a horror fan like I am, I'm excited for Halloween. It's already got its critical consensus on Rotten Tomatoes. So they already say, like, you already get a picture for how it's critically uh-huh. received because it's already been screened completely. Okay. Uh, it comes out in two weeks. Same. It, see, I don't even know if I've seen a trailer for it. That's, I mean, that's really almost flying under the radar for me. It, and it is. And that might be the power of the element of surprise to it as okay. advantage. Who knows? Uh, I'm just really excited so for So like it. low marketing budget, but big word of mouth once it comes out? Kind of, sort of. Yeah, the, a strong internet presence too. What's the reviews so far on the, or I guess the pre-reviews? I think it's sitting at like somewhere in the 80 percentile for a horror movie. Okay. Especially not a, it's not a remake, but you know, a, a basically a, a movie done again 40 years later. Yeah. With it, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, you know, which you have to, you have to bend some of the lore because she was actually, her character was killed in like one of the movies they did 10, 15 years ago. And they're basically saying, yeah, just follow the logic of the first two, which were John Carpenter's and then all the other, you know, progressively worse sequels. Those didn't really happen. So they're just saying, okay, remember those first couple that were pretty good? Go with that. Go with those. That's where and we're... Then, 
the 15 others that we made that were dog <laughs> shit, yeah, just it. forget those. That's so indicative of any fran- horror franchise, let alone. God, is Sony making this? Because that's what Sony does with <laughs> yeah, all their properties. Just forget about all those X-Men movies, yeah. Spider-Man movies, fill-in-the-blank movies. Hey, remember that Dark Phoenix? Yeah, that uh, never happened. We're yeah. going to make another one. Uh, hey, remember that Spider-Man? Yeah, that never happened. We're going to make another one. Yeah, we were going to recast. Uh, <sighs> but anyways, I am excited for this movie, and uh, I think we'll probably be there, and something we can talk about in the future and it's funny because I'm actually saying this as a good thing. Usually, I don't have a high opinion of Danny McBride. He kind of just bugs me. And for is he whatever in this reason, too? he I believe he's in it and he uh, was one of the writers. He's got a writing credit on it. Hmm. And I don't necessarily know, oh, that's going to make it awesome. But if it's being critically well received. Did and he make Alien awesome? The new <laughs> Alien Covenant? Did, did, no. I forgot he was even in that yeah. strip. That was, yeah. Don't, so don't. so he, he can't, he can't. Fix if ugly. you're going through that as you know, kind of like your guiding light, then you're going to get lost for sure. Yeah. But so it goes. Another movie, uh, a couple movie trailers. Well, one what of which is, is the Dark Phoenix that I kind of we just, just touched on. Saw literally right before Venom. Oh, I yeah. had seen it on the uh, on the net before. God damn, what are they doing? I just yeah, I, I could care less. In the synopsis, if you read the synopsis, it says like X Men go. To space. Out in space. Yes. And, Everything and is she happening gets here this on Earth. Dark Phoenix thing. But I, I'm now, wondering... They make it look like she's born with it? When did that happen? When did the whole... When did she pick that up in space? It's it, always like been inside of her? And then and then like... Did her parents bone, like conceive her in space? Oh, cool. It's probably what Anti-gravity they're going to do. Anti-gravity sex. First that scene. That stuff's cool. They're going to open it. Yeah. It's just going to... like, what if the first half hour of the movie is just this gratuitous <laughs> anti-gravity sex scene? Space sex. In se- space sex. Might be. Uh, that would men. probably be as logical as anything they're doing lately. Every time <laughs> an X Men movie comes out, I care less and less. Yeah, and I, and I, what what bugs me is that these are these are like my classic guys. stories these are like, too. The, yeah, the X Men and Spider Man are my because of the Saturday morning cartoons. Those were my jam. Like that yeah, was it. I feel you. And so every time something like that comes out, it my, just hurts the a little bit more. Inside boy in me wants it to be so good. But I just look at it and I go, it doesn't look like it's going to be good, any good. No. And can I say, ever since they've started going back in time with the storyline, the mutants look goofy. They just look cheesy. They look like B-grade, like like Beast and Cyclops and Storm. They just, they look like, I don't know. Beast look look better in the original X-Men movies. Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Completely. He was such a cool cast for that. Yeah. And now that they're all youthful, they just look goofy and like knockoff. I don't even know how to describe it other than just, it just doesn't settle with me. And this trailer, and can we both say, or can I say for both of us <laughs> that we agree that, uh, I'm going to forget her real name, but Sansa, not the right Yo, choice. No, she's not the right choice no, for Just because she has red hair. And if she, and you, you can give anybody red hair. Yeah. But if she had never done Game of Thrones, I don't think she's sniffing this part. I feel like her, her character works in Game of Thrones because she's one of many and, and her like really somber drag personality kind of it works for her character but it doesn't work for Jean Grey. We all know the personality of Jean Grey and it's not Sansa Stark. And I feel like that actress can't play a different character. Or at mm. least her like her face has no expression in yeah, anything it, she does. Yeah, it's very monotone as but far also, as the expressions and the the voice. What's the, what's the guy who plays a Cyclops? Oh, it's um the kid who was in Ready Player 1. Yeah, and is that is that Ansel? No. I forget Ansel his name. Ergo. I always get all those young dudes actors confused but i feel like he's a good actor 
miscast. And he's he's again, he's miscast. Like there's something about him that is not appealing. No, they just look like Jennifer Lawrence is oh, like is, again with is the, the same thing. Yeah, I'm I'm done with that. And Charles McAvoy, Charles McAvoy. <laughs> That's the combined names of Charles Xavier and James McAvoy apparently. Uh love the dude. It's getting old. It is, but Magneto still is always Whoa, okay. At, at, it's waste on him I was by gonna now. Say, well, no, so I was going to say Magneto is always, and then my mind went to magnetic, meaning like, and I didn't mean that. Say polarizing. But no, no, I meant actually like his personality draws me in. Like I'm, I want to see him as the villain because I think he's good at it, but it's just, if he gets lost in all these other heroes and villains that don't stand out or that disappoint, it's doesn't, I'm, he can't, he can't save a bad movie. I say this not begrudgingly but just really truthfully from my point of view ever since they killed everyone in x-men 3 and even if they've tried to undo it and through time jumping they killed the franchise they x-men wrote, 3 killed the franchise yes that's a, what i'm saying period they I mean, wrote like them the, they yeah. wrote themselves into a corner and now they just have to like everything's a prequel so nothing matters and you know how yeah. it ends and it's just they and they need, tried to get out of that a little bit with days of future past in which you know cyclops is still alive in the future because they altered the past and wolvie's still alive and but it's just, it's done. It just It's I, almost like what I, they need I, to I do. I won't see it. Is I, they need to stop. They need to take a five-year break and let all this other stuff happen. Subside and just like and then let they the need memories to fade out. Write, they need to write a partnership with Sony and Marvel again where Mar- Sony goes, okay, let's do the same thing we did with Homecoming where Marvel, you take the reins and we'll just give you the character back and we get half the royalties yeah, or whatever the hell that is. Too. Yeah, for sure. And then just like... Once all these other characters and Avengers and, and Black Panther and all those movies that are doing so well right now, once in within five years' time, half of them have died off or moved on or whatever, and we need to refill heroes, yeah. let's bring in an X-Men there movie. There you go. That's the way to do it. I agree. Yeah, yeah. These, these every other year movies are just doing the franchise no favors. Right. So it goes. It comes out June next year, as uh, as of the release of the trailer, anyways. And in December, uh, coming out is Aquaman. Oh yeah. DC is teetering, and I just don't know if this is the character in the movie they need to, you know, bring him back. Well, uh, so obviously, after the last time we saw Aquaman, in the horrible, horrible team up of DC heroes. Yeah. I'm no Justice nobody's League. excited about the next Nobody, one. And nobody Except is. This tr- the, there's two trailers out that they recently yeah a put really full length one too actually yeah one like, of them's like six minutes or yeah. something and, and it has a lot of like full on scenes almost true um it actually amps me up again because I, I'm looking at it and I'm like okay this this is showing scenes that make me want to see this movie whereas before I was not excited about it but I feel like maybe they've got a director and a script yeah it's that James are, Wan are willing to turn it around. Uh, if you recognize the name, Saw, Conjuring. Uh, I think he has sat in on one of the Fast and Furious movies. I'm pretty sure he has. So the guy like that was the latest, like seven. Yeah, something like that. Paul Walker dies, I think, right? Something like that. So the guy's got a name, and hopefully it lends some credibility because DC is. I I honestly wouldn't be surprised if this bombs again and it's critically panned. If Warner Brothers just pulls the plug on the whole DC cinematic. Uh, Well, I don't know because they've got. What's the Wonder uh, Birds Woman of t- Prey coming out. Yeah, Wonder uh, Woman t- two. Wonder Seven. Woman two. See what? Okay, if if Iron Man, Iron Man, excuse me, if Aquaman can be at least sort of on the level of Wonder Woman, then they're gonna do great. Like mm-hmm. then it'll it'll because Wonder Woman is the only thing that kept them afloat. 
Yeah. From literally Wonder Woman bombing had a point, completely. Though, you know, hopefully this movie just has a point. From the trailer, they certainly make it they look make like, it look there, like does, there yeah. is one. And it's not only taking place in the current scheme of things, um, but it shows his entry into the world. So it's going to have some time jumping. Um, I wonder if this... That's par- okay. We par- haven't gotten his origin. No, so. that's fine. I wonder if this parallels or is all set before uh, Dawn of Justice. Or not Dawn of Justice, uh, Justice League. I wonder. We'll, maybe we'll get some crossover. I think this is a prequel to... Chances are. To the last one we saw. And maybe right? that's why he's so like such a drunk sailor man, you know, living out of a... Uh, a little mm-hmm. lighthouse because of the events of this movie just torn yeah. up or something Maybe like that's that. Maybe that's where it leads. Or he lost it. a love or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does look pseudo generic. It looks almost Thorish. Like I've got a half brother who's trying to lay claim and take the world over, and I need to go find my yeah. big Asgardian father of water father. But I think that they have the opportunity to build a new world with Atlantis the same way Wakanda built a new yes. world. And that's so when they start flying through the underwater Atlantis world. And it looks gorgeous. Yeah. The, my first thoughts were, this reminds me of when they first fly into Wakanda. You get submerged and you're like, oh, wow, this yeah. whole living, breathing thing that's hidden from the rest of the world. Kind of like the mascara or I can't yes, ever exactly. pronounce that. But, yeah. Um, I was encouraged to see that there is a promise that we're going to see way more of Atlantis. Because if you remember from Justice League, literally they stopped in Atlantis for like two minutes. Yeah. And she's like, oh, there's trouble down here. And he's like, sorry, I got to go help the world over <laughs> yeah, here. So? And then like out of here. And I'm like, wow, that's all we got. They might as well not have shown anything. And they do make uh, a justification out of the trailer to show that this is why so much of this movie is still happening on Earth. Because Aquaman right. outside, like of, the, they're making outside a war. of the sea is kind of hard to justify sometimes. Right. Like, but then I couldn't do a whole movie of him underwater. That would just be kind of yeah. like overkill. So I, I, I'm liking where this is heading. It's got Nicole Kidman for some reason as his like as his mom, queen mom. Yeah, yeah. Um, could queen be mom. good. December is typically a little slower, especially now that we're not having a Star Wars movie out this year in December. So hopefully this, uh, this does it for DC. I couldn't see it being like a, a smash hit, but I could see it being a step up from most of the recent offerings. I think, I think it'll be a smash hit as far as dollars go. Yeah. I really do. I think it'll be kind of Wonder Woman level of the amount of money it takes in. But I can't say it's going to have that as far as critical acclaim. Oh, on the Ugh. other side of things, on the MCU side of things, I, we didn't even jot this down, but it's just coming to my mind since we last recorded Captain Marvel trailer. What'd you oh, think? Oh, yeah. I, Samuel L. Jackson has two eyes. I'm super looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Captain Marvel is sort of a generic flavor of a superhero. I feel you, yeah. But, you know, Marvel knows that, and Marvel has the ability to turn that around and give her some sort of edge or, you know, you know, make her funner, more fun, more fun yeah. than her her normal basic superhero self. And I'm, I'm hoping that they can do that. The, the trailer does, it's hard to tell in the trailer. It looks like what a generic we're really gonna get. kind of just comic book Because we don't want a superwoman. No, we do not. It looks like, I mean, she is sort of just a superwoman. Yeah, like I can do anything. What was the first thing you remember from the trailer? I I love here. I'm, I'll, what, I'll, are you, I'll answer, what are you referring to? Sorry. I'm giving you my answer in the hopes that you would answer it too. Um, the blockbuster, remember? Oh yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's cool, and that's such a throwback to anyone who's lived well, through the Well, and it immediately 90s. says, "Here's when this happened." Exactly. It, Unless it, she lands in Alaska, which is where the last blockbuster the last, is. No, yeah. But it time dates you right away, and I thought that was very clever. Uh, and of course, then the tip off, you see uh, Sam Jackson. Um, Cage, uh, with uh, yeah, Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You see Nick Cage. Show what's up. what's his Nick Fury? Sorry, you're seeing yeah. Nick Fury with two eyes. No, it's funny because right when you said that, I was like, yeah, it's, and then I stopped. Yeah, I, I like I, I, your brain fart was 
making me I'm have so a brain excited fart. to see how it builds her up to the point where it justifies a few short months later, skipping ahead to the actual timeline of the MCU, she's one of the saving graces or the answers to Thanos in Avengers 4. Yeah. Uh, it's just good to know that they're accounting for her and yeah. getting her own backstory. I'm excited for that. I think it's like February or March of next year. Honestly, I'm not sure. It's, I don't remember. It's early 2019. I'm excited for it. That's a lot of movie talk. <laughs> that's a lot of everything talk. That's a lot of everything talk. We just talk. caught up on... Seriously, a couple months worth. Uh, uh, about about a, a good solid month, if not more. And a little over a half hour. I'm proud of us. Efficiency? Yeah, not bad. Yes. Let's keep rolling. We're going to get into our top of the week. It's a movie, and it's Venom, and it <laughs> just came movie. out. And we saw it. It's our topic of the week. We're talking Venom. Spoiler. Spoiler. Go. Go. Okay, sometimes a trailer can give you a good indication of a movie, and I feel like that was the case here. I remember just feeling like, doesn't look great. Yeah, doesn't look like it's gonna completely blow, but I well, it know. left you wondering, and not le- not even necessarily going, gosh, I can't wait to see it, but it left you kind of thinking, I want to see it just so I can, can know si- yeah. if it's good or bad, because I, it, it, more than anything, I'm curious on how they did the Venom character. Funny story. So I was gone last week, as you might recall. I was in uh, Colorado taking a trip, and I needed some Netflix movies to offline view, right? I love the fact you can download a lot of the library now. And I was like, Spider-Man 3. I haven't seen that since it came out in theaters 2007. Oh, why, we all know how bad that why is. Why would you watch Right, but here's again. the funny thing. Let me tie it together. I'm like, I wanted to watch it again 11 years later to see if it was as bad as I remember. And I got to tell you, it's not. It's worse. It's worse. <laughs> yeah. And the <laughs> worst part of that, you saw that written all over my face, was Venom. No, no, no. The worst part of it was emo Peter Parker. Yeah. That's... I mean, come on. Okay. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, the second worst is a scrawny short. Grace. And the fact that they still use his voice even when he's in his symbiosis oh, state. Yeah. yeah. So here's what they did in this movie that they got right. Yes. That's exactly where I was leading. Go ahead. Eddie Brock is played by somebody who is built like Eddie Brock should be built. what you think of when you think of Eddie Brock. Yes. Topher Grace was always too skinny, too scrawny. No, but they put frosted tips in his hair. Oh, so that made it better. Yeah, that makes him better. Um, So, I mean, mean, Eddie Brock was actually a bodybuilder. I mean, that is like, like his character is a big dude so that when the Venom That's why it chose him. It chose him because of his muscles. Yeah, obviously. It was like, I want to look good in a shirt. We (laughs) are ripped. (laughs) So... um, and then Venom's just always like, wake up. We have to go to the gym again. <laughs> and he's like, no, man. We went to the gym like three times yesterday. He's like, no, we got to look good for the ladies. Yeah. This is my Batman voice. <laughs> for some reason. Uh, because I don't have any other deeper voices. You take what you get. Anyway, so what they got right was Eddie Brock. I think that was By done far well. far and away the best part of the movie. Yeah. And, and so... I mean, Tom Hardy, he's awesome. He's always fun to watch. And he has this weird, unique way of talking. Yeah. That is just like, oh, Batman. <laughs> I want him to break it out one time. sort of came out a little bit. In a this. little bit, like when he like, was like going in and out of, you know, symbiosis. But it is legitimately how he talks. And he, he has got a, a full on accent. A cool cadence and a cool delivery. And, and yeah, he was the right guy for Eddie Brock. It worked. Yes. And, and, and then I have to say, they did do right on the physical look and size 
of Venom when Venom the fully takes over. realized Venom. And I love the fact they didn't try to put a cheesy spider on him because how would you justify that? Right. And I, I like the fact that he was all vascular and, and very veiny. Right. And you can almost see like a little swirlings here and there. Like in his suit. It was, was always moving. It was alive. And I like that for sure. Yes. Um, that, he that was fit He was well. cool. Another good part was the dynamic between Venom and Eddie Brock. Like when he first started talking to him, I was like, okay, this is kind of cheesy. And then it got funny. I thought it was kind of silly when he called him a pussy. I'm like, how would he know? Oh, so yeah, that was like the one joke that I was like, cool. I, I think that was done well. But the fact that when they really started going in and out and realizing that there's just such a fine line between the two and Eddie Brock's personality started reflecting that of Venom because he has this host living right. inside of him. I love, it reminded me of the kind of bipolar, sorry, I don't mean to make fun of a, a you know an actual clinical disorder but like a almost like dissociative identity disorder mm-hmm. between Smeagol and Gollum like just switching back and forth in that manic yeah and that's what yeah, it reminded yeah, me of that. and they got that right and when he started saying we you know like I'm inside of you and if I die you die and vice versa and they're just like like I'm in control but I need you I right. just like they got the venom slash Eddie Brock dynamic very w- well it was well done they got it right I felt I agree. Um, what I thought was interesting was how Tom Hardy was almost playing this, like he was playing a dual duality kind of a yes. character, like a like it kind of reminded me of like a Jim Carrey movie in like the Me Myself and Irene. Oh sure, right where it's, he's kind of switching back and forth. They're like um, he and he, he kind of just plays that where he's just acting silly. It's almost like it's like that part of the movie was a comedy, right? But the rest of it. Everybody else in this entire movie was like taking it super seriously, and Tom Hardy's character wasn't. Yeah, when he was the one going through everything, so it it, it worked and it didn't work. I felt there was this juxtaposition to the rest of the story, but it was the needed humor that you kind of expect out of a comic book movie. Yes, let's be honest. I'm going to be honest. You can agree with me if you want. Everyone else, it's almost like they just found all these duds. Or told him to tone it down so every everything just brought light to Tom right. Hardy even more. Like the bad guys were so generic. Like I'm gonna yeah. rip your teeth out of your throat. You know, like like main security guy, and then like the main scientist who was like a dark Elon Musk. You yeah, know? and is he from the comics? Because I have no, no idea was, what that character I can is. Say a hundred percent in my memory, which pretty extensive sometimes. This guy was just a generic bad scientist, and everything about him and his corporation. Oh, we were gonna explore space, and we brought back samples, and you know we have a secret science base. You know, it was so generic. He uh, yeah, and we're gonna and, do human trials, and not yeah, and where are they finding these humans? Just like oh yeah, well, we tricked, homeless people. We That's tricked homeless saying. people into coming here. I'm like really, we're doing this. It was very just like not. It had no believability to it, even in a comic book setting. It just seemed yeah, like, and like, I think I think what makes for a really good I comic book eyes. movie is when you have a ridiculous character in a very believable world in a very believable story. Yeah. And and that's what grounds the craziness of a superhero. Yeah. And in this case, you didn't get that. So if this felt I guess in a lot of ways comic booky, but almost like it would have been better as a cartoon or or like a you know, a CG type movie. And I don't mean like real right. CG. I mean like the way that the new Spider-Verse movie is CG. You know, like, Oh, that trailer looks awesome, by the like, way. Like, it need, we needed, the story needed to be told in a different way than they did because it just didn't land. It didn't seem real. You mentioned a word that I was searching for the whole time. What was the story? Like, there, the, what was the plot? 
So he syncs up with Venom. He's a disgraced reporter. This guy's evil. And then he has to try to stop the suit from leaving. Like, okay, well, so here's one of the things that I did not like about the movie that touches on what you're, what you're mentioning here is that the, the Venom character, he's always been throughout comics, an anti-hero where he's evil, but he will turn to good when there's a greater evil that he needs to defeat, like yes. Carnage. Yeah. In this movie, they couldn't find that part. What was so his, they, what was so his he emphasis? Was, he was evil first, he was the villain, and then like kind of randomly turned into good. He was like, no, we're going to take over your world. And I didn't get a reason for why. That's the th- well, and or what was the catalyst? I, I assume that it's because as a symbiote, he begins to take on some of Eddie Brock's personality. Okay. And I get that. But it was almost like it just happened in a snap. It was like, no, we're going to take over the world and I'm going to eat people and you're going to do what I say because right. otherwise you'll die. And then the next moment, without like kind of to the Real surprise cause. of not only all the viewers that are watching this movie, but to to Eddie Brock himself in the movie, he's like, we have to stop them. And he's like, well, I thought you wanted to take over the right. wo- take over the world, and he's like, nah, I kind of like the world now, you know. I've been here for for a few days now, and he's like, I kind of like it. It like, was what it he didn't just, lend in a snap, to credibility. He just change, yeah. And so it's like I, I think they were trying to find the anti-hero, but they didn't. Instead, they just had evil and then good. Yeah, they didn't have a middle point. Was it just me, or was this movie just very loud? It was a loud movie between yeah, like the sound effects and. The, the music was just like, it's like someone was just like asleep at the wheel when they did the sound mixing. It was just well, I, very yeah, loud. It was, but I didn't think about that at the time. It didn't bug me. CGI was subpar too, I thought. It, there was something about it that it looked fake. It did. Yeah. Yeah. It looked And I don't know what that is, but it didn't seem like it was in our real world. Right. And I don't know why. No, I, I completely agree. It looked fake at some points. Um, that car chase or that motorcycle chase was like really cool for a minute. And then it went on for like five oh God, yeah. minutes. I was like, could we just end this please? Nobody cares about a car chase with Venom. Venom. No, he, he's not like an action. Th- that's not, I mean, it, it, he's a fighter. Yeah. He's not a, he's not the kind that runs away. He's a fighter. And admittingly in this part of that movie where he's riding the bike, they're, they're fleeing because they haven't bonded their rhythm and they haven't found a rhythm and they haven't found a way to work together. So I get that. Yeah. It just it felt unnecessary and it felt really long. Yeah, Venom doesn't run. Yeah, I, I didn't quite understand that. But so it goes. A thing that kind of made me laugh was just, I predicted this from the trailer, just what do, who's Venom's bad guy? Because we knew that they weren't going Carnage. Um, So who's Venom's bad guy? Just a generic version of himself. That's like one of my complaints about Iron Man. The very first Iron Man, you know, someone who just has like, who's like a knockoff version of our hero uh-huh. Or the main guy, and they basically end up fighting a copy of themselves with the same yeah. tech, or in this came, case, the same life form. And you know, the only hear about his name like five minutes before he's gone. And yeah, and I don't p- remember his name. Riot. Riot. Riot was, was the other symbiote's okay. name, and I guess Venom knew him from out in that comet where they all it's millions. So, it's of so it's his so cool how lived. this alien race uh, they name themselves after <laughs> English English words of mayhem. <laughs> in fact, there's probably. A symbiote named Mayhem. Yeah, there probably is. But if there's millions of them. Yeah. He's like, my cousin Kindness, he's a pussy. <laughs> um, and that over there, that's Tracy. We don't understand why she named herself that. Yeah, she's wanted to be different. At that final scene where they're kind of fighting the shit out of each other, 
I couldn't tell who was who or what was what. So at first I didn't like that. It reminded me of Transformers. Exactly the analogy I was going to use. Thank you. But then when it's, it's some, there was a certain scene where it slowed down and it showed the, the faces within all of the, all oh, the tendrils sure. and stuff yeah. mixing together. And that actually reminded me of some comic scenes stuff. I've seen in the comics. I agree. Especially I where he's fighting with Venom, or I mean Carnage, Carnage. because it, there's certain, like I have a comic book of a Venom versus Carnage, and they do that where like all of their tendrils are like mixing together. Yeah, in this black fight. and red, it's cool. And it looks really cool. And I think that that actually was a direct homage to those types of scenes. One of the things they kept consistent with kind of the lore, which they touched on in Spider-Man three, which is a known thing from the comics. It's uh, real high pitched sounds that uh, break him off his toes. Sure. He needs to have his weakness. So I just thought they went to that a little bit too much in this one, but yeah. I, I got it. Something I know for sure, a hundred percent in my mind, they went to too much. How do they show the symbiote has taken over something? The eyes. They did that like every five minutes. Yeah. I was just like, okay, really? They're doing it on the dog. They're doing it on the little girl. They're doing it on the scientist. It got annoying. I was just like, we get it. We're not dumb. Yeah. We know when you zero in on this little girl and and the symbiote starts chasing her, we know sooner or later when we see her next, she's going to be the symbiote. Like, we get that. What happened to the other two symbiotes? Because remember, there were four samples. They died. They died. Yes. Oh, because they the host rejected them, or they got rejected by the host. That's why there was kind of like spilled out and dried up in the little containment area. Yes, because oh, okay. remember he said to the to the um, scientist, he's like, "They're the superior species, and you just let it die." He that's what he oh, said. Oh, right. So I don't he know was if such a I don't bad, know if both of them guy. died or if only one of them died, and then the other one is Carnage. That's kind of what I was thinking. Not, oh, I can't remember. Let's jump ahead to the very end credit. You knew it was coming. Um, I was happy because there was no mention of Cleus Castillo Carnage or anything like that during the you know the mainframe of the movie. And then after the first initial roll of credits, you see him driving to San Quentin, big prison out here. He's a killer. Makes mm-hmm. sense. And then I you know I just whispered to you, I was like, finally. And I was like, the setup was cool. And then I'm like, Woody Harrelson? Yeah. It, weird. With in, the a, just, in a curly red wig? That wig was whack looking, bro. Which I'll admit, though, I mean, that's what he looks like in the comics. Yeah. But like, I that's what Cletus Cassidy looks Woody like. Harrelson. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't think that's a good choice. Like I know Woody Harrelson is like, he's a versatile actor. Uh, but and yeah, he's, and you he want is, him to be in your stuff in everything. He's like the new Sam Jackson. Kind of. It's just like, we, it would have been better with somebody younger, way younger and somebody like skinnier, skinnier and taller and yeah. taller. Yeah. And just, with their natural look looks menacing and crazy. It didn't with Woody feel Harrelson, that. I didn't feel that even from the little Woody two Harrelson minutes. has to play crazy. Yeah. He doesn't just look crazy. I don't like and it his when acting they acting ability is not that good. I agree. I mean like to 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 look like to justify a, being a, yeah. a a character like that. If he was just like a, a supporting character or a bit character, yeah, no problem. I, I think it's cheesy when they do this. On occasion it works. I don't like when they say their character's name well ahead of time. Yes. Like, it's going to be nothing but carnage. carnage. I'm like, oh, really? And then, like, we yeah, know who he is. That was cheesy. Like, and then, and then like, he could have just winked at the camera, and we would have been like, uh? Yeah. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. And Tom Hardy was like, wait, can I, let me write that down. Carnage. Carnage. Carnage? Carnage? Is that yeah. with an A at Are the you end an or an in, e? Is that an incarnate of something? Yeah. <laughs> carnage incarnate? And that's, is it, that's like before he got the uh, symbiote yes. att- attached to him. And so I kind of would have rather... How are they going to bridge that gap, though? I would have rather, like, kind of almost figured out... It would have been nice to have the, the, the scene be Cletus Cassidy 
getting the symbiote somehow. And then boom, you just got rid of the whole origin story. And then the next movie is all about... It's on. It's just on. Yeah. I, I feel you there. Like that's the way they should have done it in my opinion. I don't know a lot of Michelle Williams' body of work, but she was so... Dawson's Creek. Pretty much. She was so... <laughs> and um, that gay cowboy movie with Heath Ledger and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Dawson's Mountain. <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> um, she was... Well, she was so vanilla, bro. She like had nothing. Yeah. And then why the female Venom? Why did they do that? She Venom? Actually, they... That she... Because she is... She does have that suit. It's like she is a character, a Venom character who I wore the... I don't recall that. Venom suit. Yeah, she is. I, I don't and like I think it, it was when they playing homage to that, and I didn't mind. Uh, I don't. I mean, I, hell, if it can take over a dog, it can take over her. <laughs> I, it reminded me of like when they did in Iron Man three, when Pepper Potts all of a sudden gets on the suit to save uh, Tony. Yeah. It felt a little like okay, now she's gonna don the suit to. And if they're eating heads, just let them have an R rating. I want to see what this movie would oh, have been like. How many times R-rated. did they just eat a head where they didn't show it? Yeah, but then they talk about it. I'm like. Well, I would love to see what this movie would have been like rated R. I think it probably would have been a little more spicy, a little more enjoyable. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it would have been, I mean, we keep on talking about Wolverine and Deadpool and how those movies just, they, they did amazing and the, the reviews are great. The reviews on this are not top notch. They're not great. They're quite mixed actually. It was, it's so funny. But I feel like a lot of people would have given it better reviews. If they let off the leash. If I, they just let it off the leash. Yeah. I, I don't think it was as bad as the critical consensus. I certainly don't think it's as good as the the review as it cur- the reviewer score as it currently stands. Somewhere in the middle, this is like a five out of ten for me. It was enjoyable. Okay. I like Tom Hardy's part in it a lot. I thought he was definitely the best, but I just don't know what this movie was or why this movie was like. So what are we doing here? Like, and yeah, this movie severely point. needed Spider Man, and I really hope that they somehow can tie it together. But it seems miles away based on where each character's at, and with you know the studios. Yeah, for me, I think that they did a good job in a lot of ways with portraying Venom. They made him. Yeah, big. he was. He was. They right. made him scary. They made the voice right. Yes, the voice was awesome. They the dynamic between him and They're Eddie in each Brock other's heads. that worked. Yeah, um, it got a little old after a while, but it. Especially as it's almost like a relationship between them is you can see growing throughout the movie. And I right. like that. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. But the story was sort of disjointed. There were certain things that happened that didn't need to happen. There were decisions that were made on a writing and directing level that you're like, ah, would have been better without that. So I, I'm kind of with you. Like, I think that they have a spark of something really good, but I don't think it's quite the movie that I really wanted to see. In fact, I know it's not. Yeah. Oh, Completely. So I'm there with you. I, I I did enjoy it in a lot of ways. I wasn't totally disappointed. So I would I would put it somewhere like mid sixties. Yeah. Sixty five. Yeah. It, it was it was a good effort. It wasn't a great film. It was a good effort though. At least I'm happy it didn't completely disappoint. It could have been total shit. I and mean, I feel like they stayed out of that. Yes. Based pretty much solely on the uh, Tom Hardy's performance, and then the realization of venom venom looked cool he didn't look like a wuss you know like he yeah. did spider-man 3 yeah i way- think venom was done the character was done right yeah which is what this whole movie's it's almost like the story sucked all the other supporting actors sucked oh they were all so the characters vanilla. sucked the only thing that was good about, about it was venom and eddie brock and since the movie surrounded those two characters as one i think that was the part that worked and that's the only thing that's bringing it up to this like 
you know, in my view, 65 or so. Like a respectable place to be. A respectable place. Keeping out of that, that failure territory. Yeah. It's For not sure. It's not down in the, like, below 20s or something. Like, it's no Justice League kind of thing. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> As we're winding down here, we do want to, uh, well, we want to finish strong. We do so with two cool little installments, our Shadow of the Synopsis and our awesome quote in Geek History. Brandon, are you ready? Because I got you for this time around. Yep. A dark city needs one of the best police officers. Crime is on the loose. This detective is currently on the hunt for the biggest crime boss named Big Boy Caprice, who recently killed off former crime boss Lips Manless. Now Big Boy is rallying up all the criminals in the city who are not only trying to make the city bow to Big Boy's wishes, but to eliminate the detective altogether. However, this detective is facing a whole lot of issues, especially at home. He's trying to not only track down Big Boy, but keep his girlfriend Tess Trueheart, take care of her nameless orphan, the kid, and dodge a seductive club dancer, Breathless Mahoney, and a mysterious gangster trying to take out everyone called The Blank. Can the detective overcome these obstacles and save the city he loves? Can he? Can you name the shadow of the synopsis? Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna say something, and I'm not 100 percent sure if I'm right because if I if I am, it's just kind of a wild guess because it's don't been say, so long since I've seen it. Don't say it. No, is, go ahead. Is it Dick Tracy? It is Dick Tracy. Okay. And it's which, been so long. Which, but like the big lips thing. Yeah. And, like some of the those, names gave those it kind of comic. Do you remember characters? who played Breathless Mahoney? No, I don't. Madonna of, of all people. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I didn't know Breathless Mahoney was a female let alone a madonna type female okay like i don't that's how little i remember about that movie i remember seeing that for like my seventh or eighth birthday because it came out right around my birthday it was a december release happy like, birthday thanks you too yeah. 1990 i want to say wow uh start off as you know like an old school comic like back in like and our it, grandparents yeah, that's like, what the comic enjoyment. book movies were yeah it's kind of crazy yeah uh everything was really brightly colored pretty cool movie if you haven't watched it it tickles your nostalgia well, it's, bone it's a classic yeah it i would say so is. warren Beatty in the house yeah Okay, so that was awesome, but not as awesome as this quote the in Geek quote History. Geek History. So, uh, you know, this is all about Venom. It right? is. This last half hour has been all about Venom. And I figured, okay, well then, let's go back to when I was first introduced to Venom. And that is with the old Saturday morning Spider-Man cartoon. So here's a little clip from that. Eddie Brock isn't the same guy he once was. Why don't we introduce you to our better half. We call ourselves Venom. How funny. We've kind of done a, a loop. Our last recording was all about Spider-Man. This recording very heavy on the Spider-Man on game and then leading into oh, yeah. Venom. Uh, what's next? A black cat? Yeah. Yeah, let's just have a review on a black cat movie that doesn't exist. Like, so she's hot and she's got a sleek outfit. She's fills it out very nicely. Yeah, she's basically the Catwoman of Marvel. Put it in the fantasy files. Call it a good. Okay, that's we're, it. We're done. Before we get out of here officially, you can at us. Find us on Twitter at randomfandomwbb. We also have an email. You can reach us at randomfandomcast at gmail.com. Rate us, review us, and tell your friends. Subscribe, all that good stuff. You know what they say at the end of podcasts. Click here and subscribe. Thank you for being a fan of our Spider-Man fandom. And stay geeky. You ruined everything. I was at the top of my field, but journalist, controversialist, but talent was real. Then I found my opportunity, the sunny to squeal. So I wrote a story about it with this person revealed. But you had to show up, made me look stupid, had my life blow up. All because of you, kid. You caught the real perp. I was discredited. I lost my job, my wife, and my relatives. Now all
All I have is revenge and anger. Hate in my heart, rank with the weight of an anchor. I just want the Spider-Man to feel a pain greater. But I'm just a man. Maybe if I say a prayer, then he will listen. But I got to the church and was met with another higher power at work. Pitch black, dark, but I felt the light. It says, listen to us. We can help you fight. Let us take you, expand your mind. We are venom together now. Paths align, the world is mine. And it can be yours in time. And we're climbing to the top when our worlds combine. We are venom, here to expand your mind. We are venom together now. Paths align, we are venom. I'm telling you, the world is mine. And we're climbing to the top when our worlds combine. Listen here, Brock, take notes from a symbiote. Spider Man, you're gonna need more than a frilly coat. Wear me, I can guarantee killing both Spider Man and friendly neighborhood. Silly hope. I was outcast, Spider Man left me, but he led me to you. Found me directly, he didn't get me, but I can tell that you're deadly. And together we can make him wish that he kept me. You and I, Brock, we can get vengeance. I know you have anger, now you need presence. I'm the executioner that carries out the sentence, and you can be my vessel while I wrestle in the bitter end. We are us and you are now we and you. You found me, you're weak without me, but you, you're now free to move, get rowdy. The truth will now be what we allow, please. Let us take you, expand your mind. We are venom together now. Paths align, the world is mine. And it can be yours in time. And we're climbing to the top when our worlds combine. We are venom, here to expand your mind. We are venom together now. Paths align, we are venom. I'm telling you, the world is mine. And we're climbing to the top when our worlds combine. Let us take you, expand your mind. We are venom together now. Paths align, the world is mine. And it can be yours in time. Climbing to the top when our worlds combine. We are venom. Here to expand your mind. We are venom. Together now, pass the line. We are venom. Hey, if you like that last Venom song you just heard, that was done by a rapper called Daddy Fat Snaps. If you appreciate good music with a geeky twist, check him out. You can find his songs about comic book characters, video games, and more by searching for him on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all of that. Once again, his name is Daddy Fat Snaps. That's D-A-D-D-Y-P-H-A-T-S-N-A-P-S. All one word. Check them out.